In this Sicha, the Rebbe is dealing with a Posuk in the Parsha and Rashi's explanation on it in the dream that Yosef has, where he says, The Rebbe is going to explain Rashi on this Posuk, the translation of what means. And then from there, the Rebbe is going to go on to explain the Hoyra in Avoidus Hashem, the Pnimiyas HaToyra, in this particular Rashi. So on the words, Rashi is explaining the words, What do the words, mean? And Rashi says, As the Targum says, Which really means tying knots, making a bundle of something, tying something up into a knot. And Rashi goes on to say that this refers to Omrin referring to sheaves. Rashi goes ahead to prove that it's referring to sheaves. Rashi brings, first of all, a Pasuk, Noisei Alumoisov, carrying the sheaves. And then Rashi says, and so too in the language of the Mishnah, we have a Ho'alumois Noitelumachris. That is in the context of a person finding something, the question is whether he needs to return it, whether there is a simon. So if there is a bundle, there is a sheave on the ground, you could assume that it was left in a specific place, and then you could go based on where it was found, that might be a simon, so you need to announce that. So the Rebbe says simply, it seems like Rashi is trying to translate the words because this is something that the Talmud wouldn't have learned yet earlier. So he says that the meaning of this is from the Targum, ma'asrin osorin, tying knots. And then Rashi comes along and tells us that more specifically the word alumim is referring to sheaves. In other words, taking grain and tying it and bundling it together. The questions, however, that the Rebbe asks are, number one, usually Rashi would bring kitargumoy without quoting the words of the Targum. Why does he need to say the words ma'asrin osorin over here? Also, why does Rashi include ma'almim as tying knots and then the word that alumim generally refers to sheaves as one big Rashi? Why doesn't he split it up into two points as would usually be the case? Also says the Rebbe, why does Rashi need the two different proofs from the Pasuk and from the Lashon HaMishnah? As well as why are the other words both in the Pasuk noisei alumoisav as well in as in the as in the Gemara, the Mishnah that Rashi is quoting, Loshan Mishnah, which is really a Tesefta, but uh, the Loshan that the Rashi quotes, do you take it and announce it? Why is that relevant? Why don't you just have the word Alumois? So the way the Rebbe explains it is that what Rashi is really trying to tell us is not only that Ma'almim Alumim means to tie something up, tie it into knots. What Rashi is mainly concerned with, actually, is to tell us that we're referring to sheaves of grain. And the reason for this is because Yosef's dream is a prediction, a nevuah of the future. And therefore, it needs to fit very, very much with what's going to eventually happen. All the details that are going to happen are hinted in this dream. And this is why Rashi is concerned to translate that the word alumim actually means sheaves, not just bundles or knots of anything else, because what happens eventually... Yosef's brothers come to buy produce in Mitzrayim. Yosef is the ruler. He's the one providing all of this produce, all of this grain. So, and this is the reason they end up coming to him and bowing down to him, very similar to the idea of their sheaves bowing down to his sheaf. Says the Rebbe, now we can understand why it's important for Rashi to 
actually quote the words of the Targum, Ma'asrin Asorin. Why is it important? Because there's really another Targum, called Targum Yerushalmi, who translates the words Ma'almim Alumim slightly different. He says, Ma'karchin Krichon, which technically could also be translated as tying knots, but there's another way of translating those words of the Targum Yerushalmi. Krichon means to wrap something. Now Rashi wants to translate that Alumim is specifically referring to sheaves. And therefore, a knot makes much more sense because when you have a bunch of stalks of grain and you want to put them together, you're not just wrapping them, you're tying them up in a knot so they shouldn't scatter in the wind. This is why Rashi brings the words ma'asrin osarin, whereas if you would have just said kitar gumoy, you would have maybe then think that it's referring to general knots, bundles, not specifically of grain. But again, Rashi specifically wants to explain to us that we're speaking about sheaves so that it fits with the interpretation of the dream when they come and bow down to him because of the produce, because of the grain. On the other hand, since what's forcing Rashi to translate like Targum Unkul specifically, that it's knots, is because we want to translate it as Omrin as sheaves, Therefore, we also put, Rashi puts the two things together in one Rashi rather than separating it into two separate Rashis. However, the issue only is, the Rebbe says, from the words of the Targum, we understand that Alumim means tying knots and Ma'almim Alumim both have the same Shoydish, mean the same thing. So therefore, it's still possible to say that it still means knots and we understand that yes, it could possibly be referring to grain, but seemingly that's still not connected to the word alumim. Alumim technically can mean anything else as well, not only knots and bundles of grain. This is why Rashi comes along and brings us the examples from another two places. And Rashi quotes the full text of each place to understand the context of what's going on, because that's what's going to force us to say that it's actually referring to sheaves and not just the bundles or knots of anything else. Noise alumoisov. If, uh, if uh, the word aluma by itself just means a knot, what does noise alumoise mean? You're carrying knots? Aluma means a sheaf, of, a, sheaf of, a sheaf of grain. Now we understand you're carrying a sheaf of grain. Nevertheless, that still wouldn't be enough because you could technically still argue that yes, aluma does mean a knot. And maybe the person is carrying a sack of kernels of grain in the context of that which is clearly speaking about people harvesting harvesting and reaping and so on so maybe in that case the aluma is just a bag that's tied which has kernels but not necessarily it's speaking about stalks that are tied together therefore Rashi brings the raya from the other place in Lashon Mishnah why are you announcing it? because since it's something heavy if you leave a little thing around not necessarily it's going to stay there, and therefore the place where it was found is not necessarily a simon, is not necessarily a sign, because things roll around, people don't think it's going to stay in the same place, and so on. Whereas if it's a heavy bundle of wheat tied together, now it can make sense why, why you need to take it and announce it, because clearly it was left there in a specific place, and it makes much more sense than to say that we're speaking about a proper heavy thing, which is this sheaf of grain. Rashi cannot only bring this proof from the Gemara because you could always argue and say, yes, in the language of Mishnah, in Gemara, Aluma means that, but a Lashon of Tanakh, the word Aluma might mean something else. Maybe it just means a general bundle or knot or something like that. And therefore, Rashi, first of all, brings the Posik from Tanakh, Noise Alumoisov, as the main proof. Now that Rebbe goes to Yenushal Torah, it's explained in Torah in Pashas Vayeshev 
that the avoid of ma'almim alumim is also referring to gathering all of the sparks that had fallen down in what we know as shviras hakelim. They all had fallen down into the world, had separated all the sparks, the godly sparks, into all the physical things. And now the job is to gather all these sparks, tie them together into one knot, into one bundle, and elevate them into the world of Atsilas, into a place where there's Achdus Hashem, where there's the unity of Hashem, connecting everything with the oneness of Hashem. Says the Rebbe, furthermore, where is this happening? We bundle these, these piles in the field. That means we need to go out into the field and deal with this. Says the Rebbe, here is the Hira in Avoidus Hashem. That we need to go out there and we need to gather all of the sparks, first of all, that are within ourselves. And we need to elevate them to the Achdus of Hashem through our Avoidus and Torah Mitzvahs. But furthermore, we have to go out there, into the field, so to speak, to gather all the sparks that are in the world. But the Alter Rebbe says in Torah that this is also referring to Yidin themselves, not only to sparks and Gashmi is the things, but there's also this avoider within Yidin. That means we have to go out of our Dalad Amois and deal with those people that are on the outside and to bring them back to Tshuva, to be Makar of them, to the avoider of the Ebishter and to his Torah and to Pnimi Yisat Torah, to Chesidus, etc. And this is why we know that the Rabbeim sent Yidin out, Shluchim, to all sorts of places in the world to spread Yiddishkeit, to spread Chesidus also in these places. Says Rashi, Ma'almim Alumim means tying knots. Which means that the way we are makar of these people and the way we are elevating these sparks is we need to tie them in a permanent way to their source, to the Eibishter, in a way that no Ruach Shtus and no wind in the world could ever blow them away and disconnect them from the Eibishter, disconnect them from Torah. Furthermore, Rashi emphasizes that it's sheaves. What's the idea of a sheaf? In other words, it's specifically stalks of grain that are being gathered together. What's a stalk of grain? It's something that can be planted, it can be sowed, and that's now going to produce further grain. Meaning to say that the avoid of the way we need to be dealing with another yid is that he too in turn should go and be mashpia and more yidin, and that's when we know it's going to be really permanent. And finally the Apostle says, Your bundles, your sheaves gathered and bow down to my bundle, to Yosef's bundle, Yosef Atzadik, referring to also the Nasi Adoir, in other words, ultimately the Avoida is to bring everyone and to connect them with Bittel to the Nasi. The Rebbe now connects it to the days that are very close always to Parshas Vayeshev, the time of Yutas Kislev and Hanukkah, which are both connected to the same idea. So, of, of, of dealing with people that are far away and getting them together, bringing them, elevating them, and so on. So the Rebbe says, first of all, as far as the Alter Rebbe is concerned, we know based on a dream that the Mittal Rebbe had and then came to discuss it with the Alter Rebbe, the Alter Rebbe told him that after hearing a certain Torah from the Mizrich or Magid, for five years he went around all over to be Ma'oyed and Ma'kad of Yidin to Torah and Mitzvahs. So that's number one. Now after the Gul of Yutas Kislev, we know this is when started the main avoid of spreading Chassidus to the outside. Again, this is all like the idea of ma'almim alumim, gathering those sheaves, gathering all the Yidin, bringing them together, even if they're out in the field, and connecting them with the Yebishter, through Torah and Chassidus. Of course, this is also the Hayra of Hanukkah, as we know what Chassidus explains to us, why are we putting the candles, the Hanukkah candles, outside by the door, is because the whole point is to illuminate also the outside, the Rishus Harabim, the place of Klippa, and again to elevate it, through the avoida of tshuva, returning everything to the Abishter, and of course through this avoida of gathering all of these sparks and bringing them close to the Abishter, as we are told, Yisrael is in tshuva miyad that we have the goal through Mashiach Tzadkei to take it from Yad Mamash.